He's the man in the back of the room. Y con la voz de Dios. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, CEOs where to go, and stars when to shine. But as he likes to point out, Who cares? I care. It's true, she cares. And so does he. He's entertainment and production agency owner and meeting and event master, Anthony Bellotta. She's his Agent 99, and you're about to be Bellottified. Hi friends and welcome to another episode of Bolotified, the one and only pod about events, entertainment, and engagement. I'm Anthony Bolotta and I'm here as I am every single week with the always delicious, always optimistic Alexia Cristina Postlidis. Opa! Opa! I have to say that is uh, rolling more trippingly off your tongue. Thank it just you. seems to be flowing so easily for you. You're now Greek. Practice makes perfect. It does. It does. <laughs> oh, my Greek friend. <laughs> <laughs> I really would love a, uh, a trip to Greece. That would be awesome. Uh, you know, maybe to immerse myself even further and become even more Greek than I am. Yes. Yeah, for yes. no other reason. All right. So we have to go to a Greek restaurant We've got to get you out there Greek dancing, maybe get you to break a couple of Greek plates. Mm-hmm. Right? Throw some plates. Throw some plates. It's so totally different than throwing shade people. Throwing plates is a good thing. As long as you're not throwing them at anybody. At anybody, yes. And as long as you're not using the Greek china, you're using the china designed for the, the plate breaking. So right. You're not you're not breaking the china as I did, oh, probably five years ago now. Uh my mother had put all of her china in the garage in these wonderful little zipped um containers, you know, meant for China, but also in a box. And I went up on the ladder looking for something and I took down a box. I was on the ladder with the box in my hand and out come all of these bugs. And of course, being the girl that I am, I <laughs> dropped the box and heard the shatter of all of my mother's good china. Yep. That was me. And I will be paying for that for the rest of my life. Let's just say. Well, for two reasons, you need to pay for that, my friend. Okay. <laughs> Why? First for breaking the China. My heart hurts for your mother. My heart hurts for her. But secondly, assuming that all girls scream at bugs. Oh, well, don't they? No. Do you? No. Okay. Even if you're on a ladder holding a box and they No, I I no, I I would. I have to I have to give you credit for that one. That one I I probably would. Yeah. Yeah. Cockroaches uh, make me scream, but like, you know. And they were. There were some so roaches, small roaches okay. in there. Okay. You know, we're talking about a garage in Florida without any, you know, oh, that's uh, true. air conditioning. It was, yeah. That's true. That's true. And, and quite honestly, I think it's my sister who, <clears throat> you know, we should feel sorry for because uh, as she likes to remind me, that was to be her china. Yes. 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 Um, so, oh, well. Okay. So I'm sending you love. Because I, you. I, you're, you're never gonna, never. I mean, never. you're Italian. I'm just part Sicilian, so you're never gonna get 
uh, it's just never going to let up. Sorry about that. Not until I, and maybe someday this will actually happen. Not until I go out and buy a complete set of China for my sister. Will I maybe get to forget it? Maybe. Can I offer um, a a, a little uh, uh, advice on that? Unsolicited, I know. Sure. Pull your sister aside. Private conversation with her. She's lovely. I've met her. She's wonderful. Ask her if she really liked the pattern when she doesn't have to worry about offending your mother. If she didn't really like the pattern, just buy her something you that she'll like and then she can be, but it's not the right pattern, but I guess it'll do. She looks good. You look good. If it is the pattern that she wants, research the heck out of that one. Yeah, I, I guess uh, that's, a, that's even like a tough a, a, a tough a door to open, if you will, because then if she says, no, I really like that pattern. Oy, how do I even find that pattern? Like, where do I go? Oh, like, I don't you. remember the pattern. Like, I'll help you. We have to find pictures of the pattern. Where yeah, was it? Yeah, now? that's true. Yeah. No, so, nothing uh, was saved. Not one. Uh, you know, there might be some pieces that are, you know, in in decent shape. I, I don't know. I've tried to let it go. I've just tried to let it go. It's always the culpable one who wants to forget, you know? Yeah, well, because it's not easy. No, I mean, it isn't. That that wasn't just China. That Not to make you feel worse. That's a box of memories you broke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what was it doing in the garage anyway, Dan? It was that important. It should have been displayed. Somebody come to my rescue, please. Okay. I, I know I will, there are people out there that will feel that way. Well, if it was really important, China, it would have been on display. I could give you reasons, but I won't because I don't want to make you feel worse. No, because, you know, why? Why bother? Because why? Why? Exactly. Yeah. I have too much love in my heart for you, my friend. Boy, thank you so much. You're welcome. I can certainly use it. <laughs> Okay, before we get started, if you're a new listener, please take this time to like and subscribe. Go ahead. We'll give you a sec. Why, thank you. So the tip of the day is don't touch the china. (laughs) I was going to say, what is our tipsy? Now I'm like, I'm super, I'm I'm excited to hear. Well, it's interesting, actually, because our tipsy uh, isn't really about China, but um, it is about consumption. And some people do consume off their China. So uh, maybe there's a little bit of a correlation here. Let's get tipsy! But the tipsy of the day is basically we are what we consume. Now, you may remember a few episodes back when we had a dietitian, we had Joy Corey on the show. Our tipsy was a reminder that we are what we eat. Today, we expand that notion with the idea that beyond what we eat and drink, we are what we consume, what we listen to, lend our focus to, observe and absorb from the music and news we choose to those with whom we spend the most time. No shade, I promise, but repetition does have a way of cementing notions we consume, deepening our belief in them with every reassuring, validating turn or interaction to the point of absolute unequivocal self-truth. In other words, we hear something repeatedly, it becomes our truth. And in this internet age of things, it's easier than ever to find the voices we feel are in step with our own and then reserve ourselves exclusively for interaction with those voices. 
But without deference to or judgment of any types of notions whatsoever, today's tipsy is simply a gentle reminder to one, be mindful of the impact of everything you're taking in and to whenever possible, take the opportunity to tune into something different an unfamiliar melody and a differing perspective, a new point of view. And two, to remember to always question what you hear, what you see, and your own reaction to it. It may not feel comfortable at first, and I guarantee you'll have to fight back the urge to immediately flip back to those old comfortable notions. But even a few minutes spent outside of your usual daily consumption of information, ideals, artistic expressions, video streams, etc., can help open the door to fresh perspectives and perhaps even curiosity and a newfound sense of wonder, which, by the way, is an ingredient of longevity. And that is Matipsy. Does that make sense to you, Alex? It makes so much sense. Uh, I'm I'm laughing not at you. I'm laughing because once again, you have tapped into the spirit of my yaya. I am Greek. It's you confirmed. are Greek. It yaya is. Yaya and I would be like this. You would, and right. I would be in a world of hurt. So, um, not that I don't miss her, but. <laughs> no, she she'd I, be a lot harder on you than she would oh, be on me. Yeah, for sure. She was harder on me than I think anybody. Sure. Sure. She was. Because you know, she I, loved you so much. Because she loved me. And you know, I was the uh, girl. And uh, but no, she she actually kind of had a saying that, and you just, I promise you're just gonna have to stick with me on this one, okay? Okay. Okay. So what <laughs> what Yaya would say to me is Kuklamu. Okay. Okay. There's now, a lot of... Uh, uh, and it's, you know, what it means is, my beauty, brush your teeth in the opposite direction. I'm sticking with you. Okay. On your face right now. No, what, what basically what she was saying was what you're saying, right? We we have this tendency to get in our lane based on what we know and what we hear and what we listen to and read and you know, blah, blah, blah. So we have these these blinders on. And she would see me going down a rabbit hole of doing things the same way, you know, the definition of insanity. Right not getting the results I wanted right. and getting frustrated, but just knowing that my way is right because it's the way I've always done it. It's how the parents do it. It's how, you know, so the same thing, not veering outside of that lane. And that's when she would say that to me. Her idea is do something you do every day, no matter how small. And hopefully we, you know, I'll brush our teeth every day. Hopefully. Do it differently. It, it just opens your mind. It makes you see things from a new perspective. Even mm. something as simple as brushing with your left hand or starting on the left side of your mouth instead of the right side of your mouth, however you brush your teeth, right. do it differently. And something even that small can whew, just get you to see outside of yourself. I agree. Thank you. Thank you, Yaya. Thank you for that <laughs> bit of wisdom that you laid down on us this morning. Really appreciate it. It's almost like finding a new way to 
drive to work, if you will. Yes. Because that opens up your senses and takes you out of that autopilot zone that we're in. Uh, and goodness knows, you might see something interesting. You might see something beautiful. You might find something new. You might find something that intrigues you that you didn't know existed before. I mean, there's just so many opportunities when you take a different route. Mm -hmm. You brush your teeth in a different direction. I love it. Are you glad you stayed with me there? Because you I looked am. a little confused at first, you know? <laughs> well, I have to admit, I don't brush my teeth in the same direction at all, ever. So um, I guess I'm I'm another reason why Yaya would uh, approve of me. Yes, right? she would. Yes, yeah. she would. Yeah, I just, the toothbrush goes where the toothbrush goes. You know? <laughs> first of all, I have one of those electric ones. So you're not really brushing. You're just sort of laying it on the tooth. Yes, okay. Yeah, it's a totally right. different thing. But... So then what she would say to you is use a regular toothbrush once in a while. No, I can't do that, Yaya. Can't, that I cannot do. <laughs> and my, and my, uh, my hygienist would not approve of that. Either, okay. I yeah. Okay. So, so we'll just leave it at that. We will. We will. Absolutely. And, and, and even though this is the worst of all segues, let's meet our <laughs> guest today. <laughs> oh, I apologize in advance. I have the giggles today. I don't know why, but I just do. So, all right. Well, Giggle away. I, <laughs> I will. Our guest Giggle today... till you jiggle. <laughs> That's going to say me at all because you know what my daddy used to say no honey that must be jelly because jam don't shake like that no, no way you want some fries to go with that shake <laughs> okay anywho oh, anywho all right back to business Ooh, back to being serious all right our guest today is a skilled and dynamic art director with over 20 years of experience driving organizational revenue growth through exceptional creative vision, strategic planning, and unique design solutions. Gifted in conceptualizing and executing innovative design features and literature that appeal to diverse audiences, he prides himself on optimizing the customer experience and maximizing company profits. For over eight years, our guest has been an influential and creative force at Saquon Casino, providing insightful design and leadership support, establishing himself as the go-to thought leader for high-profile special design projects. A man who loves to challenge the status quo, please welcome the Creative Initiatives Manager for Saquon Casino and Resort, Mr. Chris Vance. Hello there. Hi, Chris Vance. Hi, how are you, Anthony? I'm just well, thank you. How are you doing? Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, uh, having this opportunity to chat with you guys. Well, I have to be really honest uh, right up front before we even get to our our, uh, our uh, top, what do we call this thing? Their, uh, quick and top quick questions. And quick questions before we even get to that. <laughs> oh, God. I totally geeked out on what you are doing at Saquad yesterday when yes. we were talking uh, because it just does a heart good to know that uh, it's important to uh, the tribe to engage people beyond the casino offering that the hotel has. That's a huge thing to have a casino already but uh, it does a heart good to know that you're going above and beyond that to create uh, engagement in and around the casino and the hotel. So 
forgive us if we geek out of it today over what you're doing there. I'm flattered. Thank you. Absolutely. I want to say, I want to say uh, thanks to Alex for that great intro. I'm going to have her follow me around and go into all my meetings prior to me arriving just to make my announcements. So I think that would be a, a wonderful uh, part-time gig for her. Yes, to but be let's... your personal VOG. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Mm, she lives for that. I do. Oh, that would does. be dream come true, Chris. I was ready to just do a mic drop right now and say we're done. <laughs> well, as long as it doesn't interfere with what I need, that's all I got to yeah. say. <laughs> okay. Oh. You've, got, you've got me. Keep She's fighting made over me. Here for you. Yes. Right. She loves Keep to be fighting over me, yeah. please. <laughs> so, Chris, before we get into any of that, we like to do something called 10 Quick Questions. You're aware, I'm sure, we've been warned that this was coming. Just an opportunity to get to know you a little bit uh, on a more deeper level than we would ordinarily. Are you ready to answer 10 quick questions? I guess I am. Yes, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Uh, two minutes on the clock. Alex watches the clock. Just the first thing that comes to your mind. This is not to be overthought, right? And, and right. you might have a little fun, hopefully. Ten quick questions. Ten quick questions? Yay! Question number one. What was your first job in the hospitality industry, your position and place of employment? My first job in the hospitality industry would probably be marine life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I used to announce dolphin shows. Um, I was like 16 years old, I announced dolphin shows, and then in between the shows, I would sell fish to, for, uh, for uh, visitors to feed dolphins or sea lions. Excellent. Oh my fun God. Job. Did you love being an announcer? I'm sure that was fun. You know, I just did, I, I guess I kind of led to me just kind of, you know, being the kind of the natural ham that I am and uh you know I don't know it just led to itself like going through school plays and stuff and uh yeah it's 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 done me good it's something I can still uh still recite every once in a while I'll bring it up at a some kind of party situation and they get a kick out of it well I can't wait to be at that party I know (laughs) number two what beverage what beverage do you keep in your Stanley cup uh water good for you what color do you wear ice water best kind of water what color do you wear when you want to feel powerful i would say uh, black or navy probably black Mm -hmm. now um, speaking of colors peach fuzz is uh, pantone's 2024 color of the year peach fuzz what comes to mind when i say peach fuzz probably when i was 12 years old and i got my first peach fuzz on my chin Oh, I remember that peach fuzz fondly. We were as 12 year old boys waiting for that peach fuzz to come in as if it was like the end all, right? Um, Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, or talent. Which of these has served you most in your career? Uh, Probably uniqueness. Tell us why. uh, I just think it's my point of view, and I always have an opinion on something, uh, you know, with whatever I'm involved in, it's my point of view, my opinion, and what what do I bring to the table, and that's kind of where it, what has gotten me today is my uniqueness to, uh, to problem solve, uh, bring ideas to create uh, experiences or um, environments for uh, whatever the uh, task is at hand. Mm. A, a rousing, a rousing, rousing, the most rousingest of all Broadway musicals is a being developed about you. Who plays you in this musical? Oh. Jeez. 
Is it going to be my vanity speaking, or is it going to be my yeah. double, double gang, ganger? <laughs> no, whoever you think uh, should play you. Let's say Chris Pratt. Okay. I like Chris Pratt. He's a good-looking guy, yes. but... It, but he's very approachable, very uh, you know, fun, like yeah, from his early com- comedic roles and stuff. And I, I just think he's just a well-rounded uh, uh, actor. Hmm. I agree. Okay. I don't know if he can sing, but I don't know either. I was that was what I was thinking. I don't know if he can sing, but does it matter anymore? It doesn't. Doesn't really seem to. You're walking towards the stage to receive your lifetime achievement award. What song is the band playing? Oh. That's hard to say. I don't have any anthems in my life. I mean, I've always had these songs of the moments that kind of, as I've gone through different trials and tribulations or different aspects of my life and stuff. So it's like, I, it would probably be my song of the moment. I would have to think about that, but I, uh, oof. You got me on that one. I'm going to say get... something just, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. It's the first thing that comes to. Yeah, to... first thing. Oh, at the moment. I. I don't know. I can't think of anything. I feel bad. I've thought of one. I would have Alex. I would have Alex. Okay, tell me. I think it's, let's hear it for the boy. Okay, I can go with that. No? I feel like I'm a little more grown up than a boy, but yeah. Maybe sissy that walk. Sissy that walk. You could sissy that walk. How how about... uh... I have one. I'm sorry. Because it's what I would want. And somehow I feel simpatico with you, Chris. I really do. I'm the greatest star. Oh. What is that from? Is that embarrassing for me to ask? Well, no. it's from, it's actually from Funny Girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, and it's it's her big opening number, actually. Got it. Got Funny it. Girl. Got it. Um, I was going to say Hot Stuff, Donna Summer. Or Bad yeah, Girls. I would probably be more electronic or something, a little more uh, uh, newer for that. So, uh, okay. Well, oh, we're dating okay. ourselves. Now we're not yeah. going to know. Yeah. We <laughs> say electronic. We say what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last question. Saquon offers you a promotion in a new market. They're going to open a new casino hotel. The one you dreamt about working in. Where? What market is that? Where is that? Well, considering our casino is a Native American-owned tra- uh, casino, it would have to be on our reservation. So, I, I mean, I feel like I'm in that. I feel like I'm in that dream job right now. I mean, I kind of made this position for myself just for these opportunities and, and taking hold of those. And I feel like I couldn't be in a better place. So, I'm pretty happy here. I, you know, unless they open another casino, another tower, maybe for the hotel. But uh, there's so much work to be done there that I'm, I'm pretty content. Okay, call Saquon, call the tribal leader, and let him know that um, they're doing just fine with Chris. He's not going anywhere. That was our top 10. Our top quick 10, quick tech, that's what that was. Uh, (laughs) 10 quick questions. There we go. I need to get through my Spotify playlist while we're talking and and find that song for you because I feel like I let you down on that one. Oh, no letting down, no letting down. You let yourself down a little bit, but not us. (laughs) Totally fine. Right. (laughs) So um, just uh, let's let's ask you right off the bat, what's your thought about today's tipsy and consumption and being mindful of what it is we take in? 
I, I, I think it was pretty on point. I, um, I, again, I don't have a procedure for brushing my teeth. I kind of get in there and usually it's like the last minute of the night, like it's the last thing I dread doing, but I do it. Right. But I, I, I can most definitely apply that same, um, uh, you know, theory, like at work, sometimes I can go out. We have, I have, luckily I have reverse traffic going to work. So I'll go out to eight to El Cajon, but then I'll come home to 94 sometimes because it's a different drive. And it's like, just kind of just breaks up the day, not doing the same uh, redundant thing. So I, I completely understand. Uh, and I enjoy that, but I think, I think we're all surrounded by consumption and it's ever changing now. I mean, there's just with Instagram, with TikTok, with uh, Facebook, you know, you're just exposed to so much stuff. So it's like, Sometimes you would get out when you stay off these platforms, you know, you can really kind of stop and smell the roses and actually enjoy things that maybe you would have done in the past. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes you get caught up with friends or I'll sit with friends and we're at dinner and everybody's on their Instagram watching stories or, or on, on their social media. So they're kind of missing everything that's in the present. And, it, right. and, and I'm, guilty, I'm guilty for it too, you know, to be able to actually uh, talk with talk with your friends and, and, and family and stuff versus being kind of all distracted by all the uh, clutter and the, the, uh, the uh, static out there. Mm. there's so much of that that's for sure really is. i have to say when i was in italy this past summer that was one of the things i really noticed was families having dinner together and none of the kids were on devices none of the adults were on devices i mean it's frustrating when i see kids on it but it's even more frustrating when i see the parent doing this you know and they were just enjoying each other and living the moment and it was really beautiful yeah, i think that's a different siestas. culture mm -hmm. <laughs> It's a different culture there. And I completely agree that it's, you're more immersed into the experience there versus your self-absorbance, you know, like mm -hmm. how many clicks do I have or how many likes and stuff. But I, I, I would love to get to Italy. I've only been there via um, a Mediterranean cruise. So it was just too, too fast. Uh, I've been to Spain several times in, in France, but uh, where I like getting on the train and actually being immersed in the city, getting off of the city center. But, but, but Italy most definitely is a place I like to get back. And my, my partner's half Sicilian. So his mom's like second generation. So, uh, uh, they most definitely, uh, they went this last season. I couldn't make it because of, uh, I think pride season was right there around the corner. Oh, how dare they go during yeah. pride? Don't they know that's know. against the law? Well, first of all, it's too hot in July to go, but they, they did it. They, yeah. It that's hot. when I was there and it was, it was really hot, but. Yeah. And not all their buildings are air conditioned either. So just yeah. beware. Uh, all right. Enough about that. Um, <laughs> creative initiatives manager. Can you tell us what your job entails? Uh, yeah, I, I think um, I was, I've always been an art director uh, in the casino industry uh, for like the last uh, like 20 years. And uh, at Saquon, I've been an art director. So I oversee photo shoots, lifestyle, um, kind of hiring models, photographers, and art directing photo shoots has been kind of like a passion and uh, uh, one of my uh, tasks to do. And then also helping to uh, spearhead or, you know, big, big uh, campaigns or promotions and working with the designers and our creative team, our whole marketing department to, uh, to serve our casino or serve the, uh, the guest with the uh, kind of uh, engaging and, uh, uh, fun art or promotions, you know, to, to, to make everything come out. Uh, we get asked a lot of times, can you give us an eye or let's take a tour of this particular venue or something? How can we do this? Or they're like, Hey, we want to turn a suite into a Padre suite. Of course, I don't know if that's me opening my mouth too soon or just like excited about it. But it, you know, I, I, I raised my hand to do that kind of stuff. And so I basically uh, themed one of our, our suites to a Padres themed suite. Uh, and this happened, right. It's going to happen before the pandemic, but basically got initiated uh, at the end of the pandemic when we first came back to work. So basically we just uh, pimped out a suite with uh, all kinds of uh, Padres memorabilia and, uh, 
it's just been a really successful room that's booked nonstop, you know, since it opened in 2019. And it's, uh, it's a great, it's just got memorabilia. It's got, uh, just a lot of fun, clever stuff in there. I shared some pictures with you guys, but it's oh, a really, yes. really popular thing. And, and, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's been, that's rewarding. And that kind of led, it's led me to be invited to other, um, uh, larger uh, programs like or projects like our uh, Singing Hills Golf Resort, where we had a, a 1950s hotel that was kind of called in the 90s with beige and browns and stuff. And, you know, all the original um, character was covered up with this, you know, this this time period that had stamped it. And doing that walkthrough, we had a budget. It wasn't a huge budget, but I just had this whole idea of, like, it's 1950s. It's got this exposed brick. It's got some breeze block on the outside details. And, like, why not push, lean into that 1950s kind of mid-century vibe, modern look? So, on a shoestring budget, I kind of kind of spearheaded that and gave them my design plans or kind of a mood board of ideas. And they're like, okay, run with it. I did. And uh, they were blown away. And uh, that led me to uh, winning the uh, Chairman's Award this past uh, in 2022 for like kind of basically the employee of the year. So that really kind of, uh, that was very rewarding in itself to, to be honored with that award. And it's uh, most definitely that whole uh, hotel project was great and was well received. And uh, it's been really popular. Uh, unfortunately, now we've got the uh, San Diego uh, tribe has gone into partnership with uh, San Diego, a new soccer team, and then a, a right to dream, which is a, an academy for developing uh, third world country students or kids that have really potential to play soccer. They bring them here. This will be the second school. The first one, I believe, is in uh, Egypt. And uh, so we're they basically are taking one of the golf courses and they are turning that into soccer pitches. And we've got they're going to keep two of the hotels as hotels. And then the rest of the buildings are being converted into dorms and classrooms and uh, training facilities for the, all these uh, kids that are going to be you know, learning, uh, becoming better uh, students and better uh, athletes through this program with uh, Sequoia Casino Resort or Sequoia Casino, the tribe. So is, is I'm that in love with this. Is it replacing Singing Hills? Singing, Singing Hills will, instead of being a resort now, we won't have the hotel. We'll have the golf golf club, the restaurant, Red Tail. And then we are, we're actually remodeling right now. I'm in the process of remodeling the, uh, the cafe version of the part of that on the backside. So the golf resort, everything's there. We'll still have the two gorgeous uh, golf courses they re renovated this last year. But just one course was uh, was uh, contributed to this project and then the hotel. And so we still have our hotel at the casino. But we uh, this was just a bigger a bigger um, opportunity for the tribe to really uh, make a difference and, and be a part of this big, this great uh, bringing a pro soccer team to uh, San Diego. And the fact that it also has a school that, um, that will be developing players. Wow. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Wow. I, I am so excited. I just have to, I'm sorry. I just have to, I'm super excited about that. Cause that's my favorite sport. I'm a season ticket holder to the wave. I mean, and the fact that you're, you guys are doing this to help kids Oh, it just warms my heart. Yeah, well, it's two different programs. I mean, the school and the academy, I guess, is what it's going to call. But it's a, uh, it's it's pretty exciting, and that's what's been so great, and rewarding about Sequan. It's just ever changing. Our the whole culture mm -hmm. out there is amazing. The company to work for, the tribe is amazing. The tribal council is amazing. It's they're so personable and warm, and they just believe in people. and And when they believe in you, it makes you want to work harder for them. And that's kind of how mm -hmm. I, you know, how I, I feel like I've kind of helped, kind of carve out this position for myself because I, I, my really get take it you know it's a passion for me to to work on these kind of projects and stuff and 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 you know they they trust me with it so i i really appreciate that so how do elements of design like the uh redo of the suite that is now a padre suite and the design elements that you've added to uh the casino resort as well as to singing hills how do those elements actually aid the experiential value of a space 
Um, I think it, I think it's, it stands out as that part of that uniqueness for the uh, casino. Like what's different? What, what uh, differentiates us from another casino? And it's our experiences. You know, one of our big experiences is our customer service. We have an amazing uh, team out there that's super uh, uh, friendly and helpful to our guests. And it's just a really close-knit relationship. I mean, a lot of these guests have known our host and these different team members. They, they have personal bonds and stuff. So to bring something, uh, Padres, we're a big partner with the Padres. Uh, you know, we have Saquon, our logo. We uh we are a sponsor of them. We do, you know, we sponsor a lot of entertainment venues around uh, the county, but for the casino, the host, like, uh, you know, we had a list that was our Asian restaurant and we had opened the Pink Buddha, more of a kind of a fast dining re uh, restaurant in lieu of our old uh, house of fortune. So we had a list of lounge that didn't really make sense anymore. So uh, the idea was to turn that into a Mexican restaurant. So here I come again, like, oh, I got ideas, you know, for, for the decor. And so, again, I was able to uh, help us uh, redesign or design the whole, uh, it's, it's now called Suerte Cantina. So I did all the interior design on that restaurant and uh, it turned out to be a beautiful space. And it's kind of great to kind of see your kind of mood board or your design ideas and the things you found on the Internet and research and colors and stuff, how you kind of bring that to fruition to make it a reality. And, you know, if you look at my original designs and stuff, they're basically exactly the same as what it, what, it, what I had envisioned became the reality. And we've got such an amazing team out there of uh, facilities team and uh, carpenters and upholstery that, uh, and management and, and, you know, food and beverage, you know, our chefs and stuff, but it just, it's not just me. I, I made it look good, but they, they help bring it all together. So it's a, it's a wonderful experience and it's been well-received as well. But that, that again, gives us something else that, you know, it, it makes guests smile. It, it, it gives another opportunity for them to have a different experience out there instead of, you know, the same thing. And so there's lots of opportunity with all our, all our different venues are always changing, you know, if we feel like there's a better opportunity to, to bring something new to our guests or, you know, what the trends are or where we feel the value would, would go to, to make it more rewarding and special for them or, you know, help the casino lure new guests out there because of those experiences. Mm. I, I have to say, I was very taken with the whole, especially with the Padres suite, right? I, I'm a lifelong, from the time they first became a National League team, it, that was a family outing. So they are, I am a diehard Padre fan. And when I saw that, I thought, what a beautiful way to tie in a faction of the community that otherwise might not be tied in. That You know, I, I just thought that was brilliant and I loved it. And I can't wait to book that room and stay there. Night. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better book soon enough, but it, yeah, it's fun. And, and I think, I think what I bring to the day, like I come with a, a background in graphic design and stuff. So a lot of my stuff, I, I bring a lot of whimsical and texture and fun to it. So it's not just necessarily always interior. It's like, what can we do to make, elevate it and make it more exciting. And, and I have a lot of quirky quirkiness to myself too, that I, I want people to kind of chuckle and laugh when they see stuff, you know, like hidden gems and stuff in there and little uh, Easter eggs. So it's, mm. that's, what's fun about it, you know, and, and making people just smile is a, is a great, great feeling too, as a great reward. And all of those things help the experiential value, right? All of those little Easter eggs that you're talking about in the decor. Uh, I would also surmise that the bright colors that you incorporated in the designs helps mm -hmm. to attract people in because the space looks like a celebration, mm -hmm. even without people in it. It draws you in because you just have to go in and see how fabulous it looks. And, and to your point, um, even just looking at photos of the Suerte Cantina, you just want to go find that place and experience it in real life because it looks so inviting and interesting. Yes, I agree. 
Yeah, that's, so you, that's the whole, that's the whole idea, you know, to, you know, not everybody's a gambler. We, we most definitely, we want, we cater to our guests, our, our players, but we also want to pull in the, uh, pull in the community as far as like experiences, like, Oh, I'm not really a, a gambler, but well, look, we have so many more opportunities for you. We have wonderful entertainment out there. We have like over 44,000 uh, square feet of indoor and outdoor entertainment space. And we bring in a lot of great concerts, a lot of great comedians. There's something for everyone out there. And so it's uh, it's just a whole immersive experience. And when you drive out to Saquon, if you haven't driven before, you feel like you've actually gone somewhere. Like you feel like you're in, you've gone to Palm Springs. It's a beautiful drive through the Dehesa mm-hmm. Valley as you kind of meander back through to, to the reservation. And once you get there, it's just, you know, it's our own, our own village, our own town, but mm-hmm. there's everything, there's something for everyone. I think it, it probably bears um, delineating that Saquon, while it's in the County of San Diego is uh, about 30 to 40 minutes outside of downtown San Diego. So it is a tiny bit of a drive to get there. Uh, it's on reservation. So of course it's not, you know, adjacent to downtown. It takes a little bit of time to get there. How do you figure that into your plans? Because obviously you want people to come from all over the county, right? So um, does that all does that play into your plans when you're thinking about a new initiative? So how you're going to get people to come out? Well, I think that was part of the whole expansion to have a hotel out there. So it's more of an, it's more of a, uh, rather than just a day trip or going out there to gamble or, or stay out there and play, you can make an experience of it where it's a long weekend, a staycation. And uh, it's just, I mean, the pool area is amazing there. We have uh, three pools, one being a lazy river, swim up bar. And we have, uh, we have the river, which is our country music series every, uh, I think May, the summer, actually summertime. So every Thursday we have a country act out there and they actually have a stage outside by the pool. So you can actually watch the bands and the music from the pool, mm. the lazy river. And it's just a whole great experience there. And we, we have all kinds of uh, themed parties around the pool area. So it's just, it, it it's a short drive, but it's not a bad drive at all. Yeah. And again, it's not like you, you don't want to drive over to Mission Valley and go, oh, I feel like I've gone somewhere. Like if you want a staycation, you really feel like without driving two hours to Palm Springs, you right. drive 30 minutes to Saquon mm-hmm. and you're completely there. There's no reason to leave. We've got everything for you there. We've got golf, the golf resort, we've got the pool, we've got a, a full service spa, we've got entertainment, we've got at least nine food venues that I can think of right now. We've got bingo. It's original, you know, bingo. I guess Saquon just, we just celebrated our 40th anniversary. So we've been celebrating 40 years ago. It started out as a bingo hall and that's, you know, the tribe has grown this to, to uh, a casino now that has over 2000 employees. So they're very proud. We're very proud of the whole project, the whole experience. And it's, it's more than just a casino. It's most definitely, we give back a lot to all these uh, uh, different events and different uh, charities that we believe in. Mm -hmm. And that's been, part of the tribe's whole uh, mantra from the get-go is to give back to the community and stuff. And uh, we even have a, you know, a Saquon market that opened up, I think about two years ago. And of course you have like Costco price gas out there. So when you do come out for that 30 minute drive, you can fill up your car and it's right. really coming out for there. And you, you have a great uh, dinner or lunch at Suerte and, you know, stay a night and float around the lazy river. Once the pool, the pool's open now, but as far as all the uh, amenities for the pool with that, that opening will be in May. But just, you know, every holiday weekend, there's something to do. And if, you know, a little, little, uh, little secret to you and your listeners is that, you know, midweek, the hotel's a perfect place. If you do a midweek little staycation, it's not as packed. And you could almost have the pool Lazy River, you know, very minimal to yourself. It's not going to be like crazy. Ooh, right. The casino is... T- the casino is 21 and up, so we don't have kids there anymore. So it's pretty much a, it's an adult playground, and it's a, it's a wonderful experience. Well, we were talking about the fact that Balada has to come out and do a retreat. Mm-hmm. At, uh, at, and I think we're going to do that at Saquon. Yes. I think that would be a great opportunity for us. But um, 
You mentioned something you were just talking and you mentioned something about your involvement in the community and Saquon's involvement in the community. And I just like to tip my hat to you for that yes. because it's not, that doesn't happen in other states where there are casinos. Uh, the tribes are not as uh, immersed in the community and not as caring and concerned about the community as I see here in San Diego. There is great involvement. And Saquon, by the way, owns a hotel that's not even on tribal land, right? It's right in the middle of downtown. But the involvement in uh, social services, in you just pointed out the soccer initiative that you're taking, um, is just overwhelmingly positive here. And the, the uh, perception that we have as San Diegans around Saquon is very positive mm -hmm. because of all of that... Yeah community involvement is that something that you do uh intentionally mindfully making sure that you've got enough community involvement and you're reaching out in the community enough on a on a an annual basis say i, I mean i mean we probably all have budgets but it's it's never been like we have to do this it's like we want to it's just been part of their their DNA since they started, especially as a casino, because they, you know most tribes come start out with a smaller uh, or poor tribes that don't really have anything. So for them to be able to sustain their own existence and build their communities up and build their uh, their tribe up, uh, that's been important to them. But they rather than doing that, they they help other tribes, they help the community, and uh, you know we're in the process of breaking ground soon on a new medical dental facility. We have one on the tribe that team members can go to. They're actually moving it out by the Saquon Market or at the Saquon Market, and it'll be all open, a tribal, uh, it'll be a, a whole basically medical dental center there for the community. So anybody that wants to see a doctor, and uh, I just actually moved my uh, to a dentist over there, and uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about just being a whole part of that. It's, again, it's everything is just self reliant out there, and it's just a great experience. Everybody's so friendly, and uh, it's just a great place. I mean, it's not it, you got to love where you're working. I mean, when you love what you're working, it's not really a job; it's a passion. It's it's fun. I I love everybody I work with, and it's a it's a great team. You've been there almost nine years, eight years, nine I mean, years, nine years in April. And where were you before Saquon? I was at Lack Advertising. It was an ad agency here in San Diego for ten years, uh, doing casino work. So we had we had uh, tribal and we had our Native American casinos and national casinos all around the country that we did uh, marketing for. Ah, ah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Right out, right out of our our own backyard. Yep. Mm. All right. So you, I want to, I want to say, maybe I'm I'm speaking off turn a bit, but I believe it was you who. Uh, started the initi initiation of getting pride out to Saquon. And last year, I want to say, was the first time you did a weekend pride event in association with San Diego Pride. It, was a, it's, it happens in June rather than July. But it was a success, right? And it's yes. going to happen again this year. So two questions. One, how did you convince the tribe? And it sounds like maybe you didn't have to do a lot of convincing, but how did you convince them to uh, sponsor a pride event? And and two, uh, what are you planning for this year? If you don't mind sharing that, that uh, uh, takes it up a notch from last year. Sure. Well, I, I didn't have to convince the tribe of anything. I mean, I, when I first you know went there, I was 
pretty much kind of, I want to say in the closet or I just kind of kept to myself. I didn't, you know, feel open, especially working at a tribe or working with people I didn't know and, and being prejudged. But as I've been out there over the years, uh, you know, there are, there are more LGBTQ plus uh, uh, team members that we've hired on. And I'm like, oh, I'm not the only gay in the village. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and then this last year we started a DEI um, um organization there so we umbrella all these different organizations and lgbtq plus is one of the organizations that we have there so i'm on that committee for that so we have a great team uh and great leadership in that committee that basically you know we want to put something together for this and it basically uh we want to do a pre-pride you know prior to pride weekend more of a local thing to kind of hey before pride gets here let's experience let's have san diego experience sequan and what we have to offer and kind of kind of do a prequel to the the san diego pride where it gets kind of crazy and that's what we came up and it was summer of pride and uh so we started that we uh we had it was a just a two-day show but we had uh several drag queens from the community we had uh babish schwartz doing mad bingo we kind of built it around a talent that we had we had our closing hour, our headliner was Ross Matthews, who did stand up mm-hmm. on Sunday evening. So the whole thing was just a wonderful time and, you know, a great success. And the, the biggest takeaway take we got from that was like people like, wow, I'd never been here. I didn't know how amazing it was here at the pool or we're going to be back. They were just so excited about the weekend and everything that we pulled off and just uh, all the opportunity and stuff and just what a great property that was. So that, that, that turned off. It was kind of like we figured out some kinks, like what would work better. We, it was it basically gave us a, a baseline to kind of start for this year and start planning. And that's where we're actually at this point is planning for this next year. This year, uh, the dates are, it's actually, we changed the name is kind of converted just to San Diego pride, just to be a little more to the point of like, this is, I, I'm sorry, Saquon pride, where it's just Saquon pride versus LA pride versus Long Beach pride. Just kind of, uh-huh. we're going to kind of, we're going to kind of take on that Saquon pride is our own event yeah still prequel still prequel to uh the Saquon or to the uh San Diego Pride, but just not as mouthful. Just keep it simple and get to the point. And that's what we're doing. So we're building this whole weekend and it'll start on a Friday with a kickoff pool. We'll have nighttime events. We'll have uh actually uh Lisa Lisa from Lisa Lisa and the Cold Jam will be our headline or our act on Friday night, kind of a, the welcome, the Friday night party. And then Saturday we'll talk uh, start with the pool parties and we'll have a hosted uh, by Miriam T and we'll have direct performers and we'll have uh, DJs that we're in the process of booking now. And then Saturday night goes into bad bets, bad bingo in the bingo parlor, which is a lot of fun. Last time we had performers dancing all night and then we'll have a late night kind of a party uh, at, at our bull and bourbon that we'll, they'll do. And, and then we'll the Sunday pool party and stuff. And then we're, we'll have another headliner for Sunday night that we're just, uh, we're just in the process of, uh, working to deal with, but I, I won't mention that yet, but just stay tuned at Saquon.com and uh, you know, that information will be coming on all the social media platforms and stuff. What weekend in June? Do you have that it's nailed a, down yet? It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be May 31st through June 2nd. Oh, so May 31st Friday, through June 2nd. June 2nd. Yes. Very first weekend. So we we looked, you know, we did a little bit of uh, rummaging around your website and we saw that Wanda Sykes was coming in the middle of June. And I said, that, that's got to be pride. That's got to be pride. But it's earlier than that. Well, we Wanda Sykes, we, that was the second weekend. I mean, it wouldn't have been perfect. She'd already been booked. Kim, but we had another event that Friday night that kept us from having our pride weekend that weekend. Uh, so we, we, we held our guns in the first weekend, but we we're most definitely going to we'll keep that in consideration. But that, you know, what that does is it actually gives you another uh, weekend to come back out. for Wanda That's Sykes. right. I'm really I'm really excited about that for Sunday, but but the first weekend is going to be amazing. The second weekend is going to be amazing, and it's all going to lead up to um, to Pride here in San Diego, which is that weekend of the nineteenth uh, and twentieth. 
And are you selling a weekend package? I assume that you are uh, with room included yeah. and can't wait we, for that we to have come all, out. Yeah, that's going to be coming out soon. We're, we're just in the process of working all the details out. We kind of like to get a few more performers listed out to, to, to fill it out. But we will uh, outreach the people that attended last year. We'll give them uh, an email, sending them out to kind of get them excited about it again and give them first opportunity to book everything for themselves. And then we'll open it up to everybody else. But it's uh, it's going to be it's we have a 300 room hotel with 57 suites. So we have plenty of space and it's a it's a wonderful hotel, 12 stories and it overlooks the pool area. And then, again, it's just the weather out there is amazing. It's uh, it's a beautiful uh, landscape for such a wonderful event. It is beautiful. And it is. And yeah. kudos for getting the gays to go out. That yeah, was, and they enjoyed that was a concern. Yeah, they had a great time. They had a great time. Well, I, I think it goes back to brushing your teeth. You got to do something a different way. So we got to go a different direction, come out to Saquon, loop in Saquon, and then you go back to the uh, San Diego Pride. Right, right. I, I love that. Very smart. So um, if you don't mind, I'd like to just move away from Saquon for a moment and talk to you about the party promotion work that you do. You, you're a promoter in your own right. You've been producing Bear Night for goodness 15 years now almost 16 years no 16 years was this past december so 16, 16 years now. 16 plus years so wow. that's a long time to keep a party going a very long time it is. uh so what do you to what do you attribute your success yeah, you know, it was just, I think, knowing my market, knowing the uh, the group that I was uh, catering to and, and understanding that, understanding the music uh, that they or we listen to, uh, finding the right venue, uh, keeping, you know, just staying true to to what I feel would be the best for the party. I mean, back when I moved here, there were other parties, but they just, I felt like they were people throwing a party for us, but not by us. And I felt like I was able to put my spin on it. And like, this is what I, you know, from my past uh, growing up in, uh, or being living in Nashville and Dallas and Mississippi, my experiences were different growing up. And I felt like San Diego is a great town, but they didn't have their finger on the cusp of the bear community. So I just, there was an opportunity at number, I don't know if you, if you remember Bacchus House, but it was I a sure great do. little bar in North Park. So I went there on, I used to go on Wednesday night. And I met the uh, friend of mine, knew the manager and introduced me. And I just like, it reminded me of, I mean, it was Bacchus House, but it reminded me of, like the smaller bars in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And it just mm -hmm. had that really good energy of like, uh, you know, when you get too big a space you and you don't have a crowd and, you, and the room's not crowded, it's hard for people to meet people. People are a little standoffish. But when you get people, in a, a lot of people in a smaller space, they're kind of forced to meet each other, pass by each other, can flirt, they can do whatever. But it was that. And then meeting the right DJ, which was John Williams, and uh, just him understanding a party and how to, to uh, take the take the uh guest on a journey and uh we've just you know john's been my resident dj for the whole 16 years and had never missed a uh, gig he's been you know knock on wood he's he's been at every bear night and the pride wow. parties in between yeah wow. so he's an amazing local dj that's uh he's not he's not into limelight he's not about pushing him you know celebrating himself or like uh being a personality or a celebrity but he's just a wonderful dj and a wonderful person mm -hmm. Does the well ever run empty? Uh, how do you how do you keep it going, and how do you maintain your level of interest and and ideas and after so long a time? Yeah, you know, it's it's like you know, Bacchus House was open for three years and it was pretty much packed out. There might be a time where it might be slow, and then we move to numbers. Like, you know, what are you going to do when that bar closes? Like, you know, all of a sudden, and they don't tell you, "Hey, we're going to be closing in a month." And give you a heads up. They're just like, no. all of a sudden, there's a note on a note <laughs> on the door, and you have to pivot. So, uh, right. luckily, I was able to get in with the manager at numbers, and you know, that man that 
club had kind of fallen off the map a little bit. It wasn't as popular as it had been. And they have basically two sides. So the first month I said, well, let's move over there. That's the only option we have. And we started with that one side. And of course, after the first time, I'm like, okay, we can open the next one. So that gave me an opportunity to, to feature two DJs, you know, two different vibes of music and stuff. Yes. And from there, it was just, it was, you know, epic every, every, uh, month and because they had a side patio between them and i think it was heat at the time or uh, that restaurant you know we were able to do a pride there so we started out it was called furball and then i ended up into switching the name to courageous so uh it's been courageous now for uh, going on uh 13 years uh, great the name pride by party. the way great thank name. you and that thanks yeah. and that you know that that was there and then of course the numbers closed so at the time i had kind of I'd kind of gotten wind of it. So I had the Merrill was another place that uh, some, it was more like a live mu music venue place. And I met the owner and kind of got in a kind of a quarterly, uh, uh, quarterly event there just to kind of get my foot in the door to have it. So when they did close the doors over that, I'd have something to jump to. And, and fortunately for me, that's what I did. And that's what happened. And had a wonderful relationship with, um, with Paul Smith, the owner, the previous owner of uh, the Marrow. And, uh, you know, there was some you know, time slow. We didn't have the parking lot. We, you know, they had a little small smoking patio, but it, the music was good. It was just a small space. And then during COVID, they, um, it kind of, uh, kind of like you didn't know what was going to happen when we closed down. I'm like, oh my, it was nice. Like I was kind of, you, you kind of think, what am I going to do? You know, my first Friday or Saturday of every month. And then, you know, you kind of get used to like, well, this has been nice kind of taking a break from it. Well, then you come back. It's like, well, we can open. Are we going to open? And we did. And like, well, what if no one comes? What if they've forgotten about Bear and I? Of course, as soon as we opened, I, I think after the pandemic, you know, anybody, they were all, everyone was looking for an opportunity to get out, celebrate and have some kind of sense of normality. And that's what happened. And since we opened, you know, what, a year and a half ago from after the pandemic, it's been nonstop. I mean, it's, it's, we have lines down the street at eight o'clock and uh, waiting to get in and, so it's uh, it's been a great opportunity, and we the last one was this past Saturday night, and again it was just a, a wonderful night. Um, very very very, it's just a great energy, and it's our I, our group. I think the Bears that I came up with that kind of did these parties for you know they, we were all in our thirties and get into forties, and now it's like uh, we have much definitely a younger demographic, and you know the guys that used to come out probably don't come out. They're either in relationships or they just don't go out for late nights and stuff. So the demographic has most definitely changed, but mm. the energy is amazing. And uh, it's just, uh, I think with our community has become much more inclusive of everybody and it's, it's just still a wonderful time. And I, you know, I could be happier with the, uh, with the, uh, the guests. Everybody's so friendly when they come through the gate and the door and you talk to them for the night. And most people are very appreciative of what I do and what I've done for the community or just having that opportunity to, to have that celebration every first Saturday. So it's uh, it's been a wonderful experience. So what do you normally, what do you find yourself concerned with at the beginning of a party? Uh, I think, you know, always, you're always going to like, what if no one comes or like weather, like, you know, like the rain and, and, and to like, it's always been kind of like you know, rain, like that pride where we had that crazy rain, it just, mm -hmm. you know, flooded. And like, you know, we had courageous or that night at the bar and you're like, oh my God, we're, we're not going to be having a party and stuff. And like eight o'clock, it just, the clouds parted and it was a beautiful night and stuff. So it's usually weather, especially when you have an outdoor, um, outdoor uh, type of uh, venue or patio that you have to consider because that, that takes up some of your footprint for your, uh, your guests, um, that kind of thing. And just, just making sure the music set up, the sound, there's no, there's no surprises like, oh yeah, the air conditioning just broke five minutes ago. I'm like, did it really like it? You know, but it's just everything has gotten much easier. It's very turnkey at the Marrow and uh, the ownership. We have a new owner, um, um, Jeff Jackson, and uh, he's been really great. And just 
received this very warmly and, and he's really improved the, he's put a whole new sound system in or paint it and just really bring it up to bring it up to date and uh, bring it up to speed with what's current out there and, and making us more successful. And uh, so I've really appreciated working with him. And uh, but yeah, it's just uh, used to be like, what if nobody shows, but now it's like, Oh, you know, it's, you know, when you get there, you know, going early and all of a sudden the line's already down the street, like, okay, I think it's going to be a good night. So, uh, mm. so I don't really worry as much anymore. Well, that's wow, good to hear. That's a, yeah, that's amazing. So 15 yeah. years of, of Bear Night. Um, can you remember, would you share when you felt like, okay, this is sustainable. I can continue to do this uh, from a financial point of view. You know, I'm not throwing energy and money at something that's not working out. When, when did you have that revelation? Can you remember? After the first night. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just, it was such, I mean, everybody was so elated and just so like, oh my, it was like, yeah, you, you get all that feedback from your friends and stuff. And they wanted, let's do it. You know, of course the bar wants to do it every night. And I'm like, well, that's what makes it special once a month. You know, there were other bar events that I was respectful of on the third Saturday, the first Saturday and fourth Saturday, you know, you know, bear night, that's our, that's our time to shine. And, and at the time, really for me, it's like, oh, I can't imagine committing to something, you know, the rest of my life, or, you know, committing to anything, even though it's once a month, it just seemed like, that's a big commitment. And, you know, now it's like, it just, the months fly by so fast, the years fly by so fast, but it's, uh, you know, there were, there were times when the car bar closed, like, you know, when you move to a new space and everything's new, new management, that's when you probably get concerned. But after mm -hmm. it's kind of tried and true and people understand it, um, they, they keep coming back. And again, the marrow, same thing. There's just always things like the pandemic. We, we've had these obstacles, but I, I'm pretty optimistic now that I feel like, you know, people appreciate it. I love doing it. You know, it's always fun to see people having a good time. I, I'm not always the one having a good time. It's like people, you know, come in and have a good time. I, I walk around and get to say hi to people, but I'm tend, I tend to be You're working. Just making sure I'm working. It's, it's a work night for yeah. me. So, right. Exactly. So, but, but I have to guess that your reputation, uh, the fact that you are a, an, uh, you have integrity and uh, you're trustworthy. I, I have to, believe that has a lot to do with your ability to move from one venue to another after they close. Uh, and I'm say, stating that because in, in your work, which is a bit different from, you know, how we handle events, you are really, you're kind of in bed with the bar owner, right? I mean, you have to have a partnership there. There has to be trust. Uh, you know, we were talking a little bit about this yesterday and the fact that Sure, you might say to a bar owner, look at I've got a group of 300 bears that are going to come to your event. But until they are 100% sure that's going to happen, I would imagine there's a little bit of he he hesitancy saying, okay, you can charge this much for people to get into the bar uh, because we feel like it's going to be a success for the bar. Um you know, it might sound easier than it is, but it isn't because you've right. got to say to, you have to say to an owner, yeah, don't worry. We're going to bring the people in. They're going to drink this. Uh, this entry fee is not going to discount them drinking. It's not going to keep people from coming in the door. Um, can you speak a little bit to that? Am well, I, I off I base? Think... Am I right? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, there's, 
it's it's it wasn't that problem. I mean, obviously, I'm an established uh, event of 16 years now, so like you know, I'm I don't want to say I'm the star, but I'm kind of the one of the main when they when they did their deal, like you know, Bear Knight staying with you, they're gonna be a part of this. So there's another uh, another group, uh, Sabat, that's there too. That's been a long term. You know, they came over from, from numbers as well. So what they do, you know, they they don't want to mess with something that's good. You know, they they're happy, and we you know, it's a great working relationship. And they have 28 more days to fill out for the month, so it's you know they have plenty of more opportunity and. They're building that now. They're building, bringing more promoters in to make, you know, the whole community, the more opportunity at, at the Marrow and put Marrow, you know, Marrow, Bear and I helped put the Marrow on the map and these other events. And so people are now wanting to go to the Marrow to do events and stuff. And, uh, but the price point, I mean, like I, uh, I also do pride. I do a subwoofer, which is my Friday night pride party. In addition to the first Saturday of the month would be at the Marrow. And that's another one that's a, you know, a bigger party. Uh, it's very similar to Bear and kind of like Bear and steroids. And then my, my, my next adventure was uh, Furrageous, and I moved it down to uh, Music Box. So that was probably a scarier one because that's a mm. that's a high ticket place, event, event space to, to yes. book out and fill out. And like, what if I can't sell tickets? What if I can't? And this will be the fourth year coming up this year that we've done it there. And now it's just like it's just you know it's just like when you're a kid, you had your allowance for five dollars or ten dollars. Maybe I'm dating myself now, but you know twenty dollars or something, whatever you had. I think you mine know, was, was three dollars. Of- <laughs> you feel a little better. Maybe- maybe high schools and stuff, but that was like a lot of money to manage and stuff. And, you know, as you, and when you're, your younger career stuff, you like, you have your first job and you can't afford things or you're kind of scraping, robbing, you know, to scrape by to pay your bills and do stuff. But as you get more, as you get it builder into your community, you're able or into your career, you're able to do more and feel more confident with what you're able to do. And, and, and that's kind of how it is. Like you start out like, Oh, I, I can't afford, you know, I, I have to think about how much I'm gonna charge. But now when you have that support of the community and the people like you, you throw more money at it. Like I'm always investing in lasers or more, more stuff to, uh, to make the party better. And, mm. and, and then, you know, and then pay my team well and, uh, bring on, you know, the right talent for the right opportunity and stuff. And it's just, uh, I, I same way with the management at, at music box. They love us. And, uh, you know, it's been a great, great, you know, we only see them once a year, but it's a, it's a great relationship and a partnership. And, uh, you know, I, you know, we do go up on prices based on just the market and stuff and what we need to cover costs and stuff. But I, I've always been very, um, very conservative with trying to be keep my value down for guests and stuff. But you know, inflation's happened, and you know it is what mm-hmm. it is. But I, I at least if I'm going to go for my price, I give I give the guests you know a, a lot of bang for the buck. You know, like it's going to be a, a great night and with great music and and create experiences. And we've had several people that started dating from Bear Night. I've had a I've known several people that have gotten married because they met someone at Bear Night. So those oh. kind of things are kind of those those fun things. Like wow, you know, you don't think about that stuff when you're planning these parties. You're thinking about music and stuff, but you, you're basically forming relationships and you're giving people, you know, that community to feel safe and, and, and be with like-minded people and, and pulls those people together and it, it gets them off their apps because they're actually out, you know, in a bar now still like enjoying like, like how we've always done it, like, you know, social activity. And it's not just on the, their telephone chatting with someone. So people actually interact, they make friends and, and they make relationships, hopefully, or long at you know, lasting relationships. That's really great to hear. Yeah. Uh, what about liability? Do you have issues at parties that you that you know could become libelous? Do you do you worry about that? Are you know have any war stories or uh, you know has it been thankfully knock on wood you haven't had any issues? Yeah, I mean knock on wood. I mean no one in the community wants these kind of things that happen like at Pulse Club, nightclub and stuff. But we right. you know any, any of us. Any of that stuff becomes, uh, you know, any community is going to take that in. And, and as community leaders or, follow, you know, people in the community, we all meet together or, you know, like 
the bar owners and stuff. And we talk about that same with pride, you know, you have to do our best to protect everybody in the community and protect ourselves, protect the bar and stuff. So it's, uh, it's really following the rules. And, you know, if, if we feel like there's, you know, we're very, we screen people or we don't allow bags in, you know, it's, it's like, and it's, you kind of see the same faces over and over again at these events. I mean, after so many years, like you, you have the same party goers and you just mm -hmm. know, you know, but, but, uh, you know, I, I think we uh, just, we watch our capacities. We, you know, we don't overserve something when it's drinking and uh, we've never, knock on wood, never had a fight at the bar and stuff. It's just, it's always been, a, I think in our demographic or our culture or the bear culture, it's a very easygoing, friendly crowd. You know, some other groups, you know, alcohol can cause problems for people and stuff like that. But I mean, we've been very fortunate, but we must definitely try to follow the, uh, the rule of the law and make sure everybody has a happy experience. I mean, no one wants a bad experience for, for anyone. Nobody wants a bad experience for anyone. That's a, that's exactly right. Yep. Well, um, we're sort of down to the nitty gritty. Uh, just five more questions for you. If you can hang with us. Um, sure. These I'm are here. <gasps> the Bolotified Five. Really more about you and the way that you, um, the way that you perceive life, and um, you know some of your beliefs. So, uh, first question here is, uh, what is your golden rule? Oh, my golden rule. I guess treat others the way you want to be treated yourself. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, can't agree with that. Be respectful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. What about daily habits? Do you have one that you strongly believe? contributes to your success? Um, I tend to be an early riser. So it's like, I feel like I get more done like between five, six in the morning than I do, you know, like after eight or nine, I, I tend to wake up early, but that's when I have my most creative moments mm. and stuff. But I'm always, you know, it's hard for me to turn my mind off. You know, when I go to bed, like I'm always thinking. And I think that's, what's great about that long drive to Saquon. I'm not really designing or figuring things out in front of my computer. It's usually in the drive. Like you're in your mm. subconscious thinking things out, moving puzzle pieces around. So I feel like, you know, just having that creative time and opening that opportunity. But my my mornings, I tend to like being my special time before the sun comes up and, you know, having a little light music on, coffee, and just kind of taking on the day of like what, what I want to chip off for the day and what I need to do. I hate you so much right now. I mean, uh, you just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have that, a well, it, it changes, you know, like after eight o'clock and I'm like, I'm chaotic and sporadic, you know, like, oh, what do I do now? But, uh, but it's like, it's just to get more done before people start calling. Sure. Sure. It's very smart. It's just, I, it's just great that you can wake up and feel like you're ready to, uh, you know, um, spew out ideas, you know, that you're up in the morning and that's great creative time for you. I, I'm just I'm infinitely jealous about you, of you right now for that ability. Oh. My Honestly. my partner Steve's always give my partner Steve always gives me the stink eye because I wake up like it's you know I'm a, I'm a I'm a morning person, I'm a night owl. I mean I'm I'm always just I wake up happy and excited and I'll come in there singing stupid songs to him and he's just like, oh let me have my coffee first and let me five more not minutes. But I just I always got the first yeah yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just wake yeah. up ready to start the day. Yeah, you're one of those. <laughs> one of those <laughs> they don't exist in the greek community so no. i i you know yeah. we're, none of us are morning people so when no one is listening uh chris what do you tell yourself what is your inner dialogue like um i am smart i am kind and i am <laughs> no i don't smart. know i just yeah, yeah. <laughs> i um i 
I, and people like myself? me. I don't know if I if I, I feel like if I'm talking to myself, they might worry about me. So I, uh, you know, I just I, I feel like I'm just always organizing in my head, like what do I need to do? What's what's the next thing? And what's good for me? You know, I, I think I, I most definitely want to have that work life or work uh, life balance. You know, as far as like turning off my work clock and kind of focusing on relationships and family and friends and stuff. But uh, to tell myself is that, you know, slow down and, and, and make some time for yourself. It's probably, I'm one of those people like they want it. I got to do it now. So I'm trying to slow down and, and slow my pace down and, and focus more on myself and other things. Like yeah. it can wait. It can wait till after eight. Right. It can wait till after eight. I like that. That's a mantra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. What about changing in the world? What What's one change you'd like to see happen in the world today? Oh, where do I start? I mean, I, I think everything looks good on media, all these, uh, you know, the millennials and stuff, they all have this like kind of grandiose view of respect and, and everything. And I wish that could like trend over into our older demographic or our politics and stuff. I feel like politics has just become such a distraction, you know, and it's like, you know, everybody, everybody wants to survive. They want to thrive. They want to be a part of a community they if they are part of this community they want to be respected and and valued and and not discounted and i would just love for us to kind of get back to a grassroots uh feeling of taking care of each other taking care of our communities and respectful of other people and you know if you're if you're not familiar with a different group or demographic or person you know you need to immerse yourself or try to get become part of that or or exposed to it because i think that's a a a great growing tool no matter what age you are to uh you know if you've never experienced a certain group or or culture and stuff to get to go experience it and they're everybody's everybody has the same values you know their family they put family first they they want to survive so i I really think it's just bringing things back down to reality and get get all this just hyper crazy craziness on the internet and social media and i think that kind of it takes away from from culture and stuff for the United States. Yeah, it sounds to me like almost uh, you know um, focusing on what we all share rather than our differences mm-hmm. would would be a, a start, right? Yes. Uh, okay, one more. Uh, why? 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 What is your why? Um, why do we have to end this call? It's been a great great time. <laughs> that's it <laughs> well that was you... good <laughs> i know i love it uh no but seriously what what motivates you what uh what is it that keeps you going i think it's just um i mean it's survival i mean you can you can exist or you can live and and i like living and i like making a difference whether it's at work whether it's in a relationship whether it's uh you know anywhere you know i i I just want to, uh, life's too short, you know, and, and you just, you have so much time on this planet and with all this craziness, it's like people just need to slow down and realize what they have. And like, why, why are we, why are we so invested in so much, you know, hate as a whole or just differences and stuff, you know, it's just, that's probably how I, how I would leave it there. Just why, why does it have to be, why does it have to go in the direction it's been going? Mm-hmm. And that kind of leads back to that last statement or answer. Well, maybe we can change the world and make it a better place. Yeah. We just need to go to Greece. We need to go to Greece and break plates. We need to go to Greece. That's right. Break plates. We need to go to Italy. Drink some good ouzo. Right? Some good spanakopita. Sister of the traveling pants. We can just wear jeans. (laughs) 
If we all fit in the same pair of jeans, that would be a miracle. Well, luckily they have lacquer in them now, the stretch jeans. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Are we talking about all fitting into the same pair of jeans at the same time? I'm that wouldn't not. work. That yeah. would never work. No, no, not that walking up, work. Not, not walking could, up all the steps in Greece. No, but it could be fun trying. Right. That's a, that's a different podcast. That's a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I think that's called um, bald and bingeable. Maybe. Yeah, there you go. Oh, for sure. For yes, sure. for sure. Uh, Chris Vance and, and the lower level and the lower level. Now it's a band. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for sharing what's going on at Saquon. We'll look forward to Pride Weekend, Saquon Pride, which is the last weekend in May, first weekend in June. I think you said May 30th May to June? 30, May 31st to June 2nd. May 31st to June 2nd. We'll look forward to hearing more about that. And uh, congratulations with Bear Night and Farageous. And we'll look for those parties. We know they're gonna keep happening. And to all of your success, and uh, thank you for representing so well, doing yes. it, doing it well. Thank you. Thank you both. It's been a pleasure. Our pleasure. Thank you. Can't wait to get to Squan. Hey, thank you for listening to Bolotified. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe. And remember to leave us your questions or comments at bolotta.com backslash podcast. Bolotified is a production of Bolotta Entertainment. Hey, that's a lot of Bolotta. Stay engaging.